0: Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's talking Wrestling. I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today in the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what you gotta do. You gotta hit us up on all those social media outlets. Uh, say them with us. You know them. On the Twitter, we are at TNWPod. On Twitter, that's where we are. On Facebook, we are at Facebook backslash talking Wrestling uh on Gmail send us a gmail talking wrestling at gmail.com uh where else can we uh, you find us we are on Spotify uh talking wrestling as well as Casey Corbin check him out as well um not only that we are on iTunes rate review subscribe favorite review five stars sweet that would be awesome uh on Instagram we are that's the big one talking wrestling podcast. At Instagram.com, uh, that's the, the the most excessive one. I'm sorry, but uh, that's the best we could get. And of course, on um, uh, Twitter, we did that one. Uh, Facebook, yes. Instagram, mm-hmm. Spotify, mm-hmm. Gmail, yes. Uh, iTunes, yes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's uh, we're everywhere where you can find uh, popular podcasts as well. So that's it, and uh, now with me at this time, uh, you know the man—the man with the plan, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. All the way from more than six feet in distance, we can soon stop saying that. Um, my buddy, here he is now, Reese Turner. He- Hey buddy, how are you? You good? Yeah, things are great. Things are great. Things are. Wonderful. This is the greatest lockdown of my life. Woo! But it's it's getting better. It's it's almost over. The lockdown is on. Things are starting to open up this weekend, here in uh, Ontario, yep. and uh, uh, you know by this time next month, who knows? We could be uh, functioning pretty sweet. So, yeah. now we're far away, like, like they're even talking about opening up the border. Like, there's a good chance I can actually make a Buffalo Bills game this year. Which whoa, I'm very. Whoa, sorry let's about. keep
1: those borders closed, Casey. Okay, let's keep those borders hard
0: closed. I don't want no United States riffraff up in my beautiful country of Canada, Casey. What the only thing is is I want to go to the States really okay, bad. We can go
1: down there though. We can go there. They just can't come here. Well, How about that—is that okay?
0: I wish it was like I wish. I don't want to say I wish it was like that. What I mean is <laughs> is I wish I wish it was for for stand up comedy. I wish it was a two way street. Because we all know American comics can come up to Canada and play whenever they want. All they need yeah, is a paper. They all they need is some paperwork and a hip de signature, and it's good. But, uh, America, but it can, Canadians can't do that. no we need
1: to get like a special visa we need to get a hand job from a leprechaun under their unity bridge we need to do all these crazy things to get able to perform in the states
0: and i don't know why it's so difficult like there's so many you have so many people (laughs) they know
1: they know that we're better they know that well, I know that we're just really good at everything. Think of, like the like think of the entertainers we sent down. They go right. They raise to the top, baby. We're used to being on top. They raise to the top. Same with uh, sports. They rise to the top in sports too. We're just dominant.
0: I I'll, I um I agree with some of that. Uh, I'm trying this hard
1: nationalist Canadian character. I'm like I'm gonna be the 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 Canadian uh, Bret Hart. Yeah. Uh like I'm I'm appealing hard to our Canadian fan base
0: saying, God bless Canada and nobody else, baby. Woo! You know oh,
1: maybe that's too hard, eh? <laughs> yeah.
0: The the funny thing about well, and we'll get into Bret Hart, believe me. We'll get into Bret Hart. But the funniest thing that about the Bret Hart is uh, you know, he is there's no doubt about it. There's not a more Canadian wrestler than Bret Hart. But even as he was saying how much he hated America, he was collecting American paychecks and he's and he's also half American himself. So, uh, you know, I I do love that he is American and he does choose to stay in Canada because I would also have a place in Florida if I was him. Because why are you staying your winters in Calgary? But hockey is the answer, I guess. He loves it up here. He loves it. He's a Canadian boy. As Grapes used to say, he's a good Canadian boy. (laughs) I've never heard your Grapes before. Good Canadian boy. Let's go. Pretty good. That's all I do is I just repeat that.
1: Look at my jacket. It's a good Canadian boy. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your head on a swivel, kids. Big Canadian boy. boy. Don Cherry.
0: Don Cherry is in the house. Don Cherry. Uh, <laughs>
1: I, I wear loud shirts. He wears loud suits. I just wear loud shirts.
0: No, you're wearing a very uh, in style for a wrestling shirt these days because a lot of guys are rocking Hawaiian patterns in wrestling. You got Ethan Page wearing the shirts. You got Seth, yeah. Seth, uh, Seth, uh, Seth Rollins is coming out in a full suit that's done up like that. I'm like... Yeah. And uh, Lou Albano always wore Hawaiian shirts.
1: That's where I'm getting it from. Lou Albano was the inspiration behind the Rad Dads uniform. The Rad Dads uniform, of course, being
0: a Hawaiian shirt. And, and various elastics. Various elastics. Yeah, and like, you know, I have like, khaki shorts. <laughs> yeah. that's I'm doing a visual gag
1: for an audio podcast. I just realized that.
0: I know. I'm wearing my jean skorts or jorts. As they're called, nice. in reference nice. to Bret Hart. I'm also wearing a black leather jacket and uh, a pair of high talk high top. Nice. Um, nice. That's it. I'm I'm just, just, there
1: you go, Bret. We love you.
0: I, I'm just dressed like Bret Hart. Uh, so so that's obviously. Uh, well, maybe we'll just start with that. We with A um, and E is doing so much wrestling content lately. It's just like, come on. You're like. Like, WWE is competing with A&E. No, WWE is competing with AEW through A&E, and it's getting confusing. You can't use the same letters. uh,
1: Vice is is airing the AEW documentaries, like the hard, gritty ones, and AEW or uh, A&E is airing the nice, puffy ones.
0: Well, you know, well, the, 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 the... Yeah, well, okay, so here's the thing, in Treasures a couple weeks ago... After they went for looking for Jake the Snake's bag for uh, for Damian, so they basically did a Jake the Snake episode, and we talked about this how how much yep. airtime Jake the Snake has been getting from everybody A uh, and E A W, uh, W W E, you know, like it's, it's he's getting a lot of airtime and the dark side of the ring, and uh, so you look at it and and it's so funny they're like oh you know what else we want uh, Jake. We want to get the uh, t- the guitar that they smashed over you uh, from the Honky Tonk Man that set up your WrestleMania 3 match. Now, I don't know if a lot... Now, it was I was watching this and I was like, oh, fuck. I can't believe they asked him for that because I already knew his history of... He does not like Honky Tonk Man to this day because he said Honky Tonk used a real guitar and he hit him on purpose and he hit him in proper. He didn't hit him with the flat. He hit him with the fucking hard edge, and yeah. and he re- and he fucked him up for life. He's like all everything that happens. That all the pills and the painkillers, they all stem from that one injury. And he to this day he hates Honky Tonk Man, and um, so that's so so. I'm like holy fuck. Obviously, they do not know that on the WWE's part. Because they would not ask him for such a thing, and then eventually, Vince. I mean, I mean, uh, Jake was like, "Here we go," and he sort of went into it at how he goes. That was that was not a fake guitar. That was a real guitar, and uh, and I was like, so I wonder if Jake was so I I wonder if he was gonna partake at all or how much it would cost for him to sell out and go find such a thing, but um. Yeah, it wasn't really Jake that found the guitar. It was Jimmy Hart that found the guitar. And, uh, but it was very interesting because, like, you know, from what I, everything I've heard about Jake, um, yeah, him and Honky Tonk and that guitar is not something you bring up uh, at all. No. So no I found all. it very interesting that they did an episode around Jake based on all of that. Mm -hmm. and um and it was uh you know he's like hey i guess whatever whatever happens for tv and of course jake was also on he was he was featured in both of the (laughs) ultimate warrior documentaries um the one with the aew i think the one on a and e said the one where uh how vince fired the ultimate warrior he was about to do a whole feud with jake and, yeah. uh, warrior came back and Vince was like, you're fired. And then he looks at Jake and he goes, you have the worst fucking luck in the business. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, it's like, it's like, and I don't know, Jake was probably like, oh, is that a family dig? But, um, cause as we would learn from the Grizzly Smith documentary, wow, we are on the dark side of the ring. We might even be underneath the ring in hell. Um, that yeah, was a, oh, uh, okay. that was a real depressing. First of all, I didn't know Jake's siblings were Sam Houston and rock and Robin. I did not know that. Oh, I knew rock and Robin.
1: I didn't know about Sam Houston.
0: And I didn't know that Sam Houston married baby doll. And I didn't know baby doll would eventually <laughs> look like Ricky Morton from the rock and roll express. Huh? <laughs> There one part I was like, what? Did Sam Houston marry Ricky Morton from the Rock and Roll Express? And you look at this person, they got the big hair and the bandanas. I was like, that's Baby yeah. Doll. I'm like, that's not Baby Doll. I've personally, I've never been, even back in the day, I thought Baby Doll, like, Baby Doll was with Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty Rhodes and Tully Blanchard had a whole feud over Baby Doll. And I was like, yeah. I don't even think she's that hot. Why do they have, why what makes her so special? Um, but she ended up with Sam Houston, who was a good looking guy. I remember him in the WWE, kind of came in and replaced Barry Windham's character type thing. The, you know, the Texas kid, whatever. T- the Texas kid. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Houston. He was, uh, he was, uh, one of the people in the battle of, uh, the Alamo with, uh, David Crockett. I do believe I might be wrong, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so so that was that was crazy. The Grizzly Smith uh, documentary, uh, Rock and Robin. Uh, kudos for her for having to live through all of that. Put her in the Hall of Fame. You know, like my God. Um, not only that, like like she was back in the day. WWE only had like maybe five, four or five women wrestlers. It seemed like, and she was one of them. You know. She, uh, I believe, she dropped the title to a Lunder Blaze. Um, you know, came in and started the new revolution of uh, of women wrestlers. Um, yeah, so just a crazy sad, sad story about Grizzly Smith. But um, the Bret Hart documentary, I don't know how that doesn't win a fucking Emmy. Like it was so good, two hours. Like you can make a movie of this guy's life. It's all about family. (coughs) It's all about family and fighting within family. And, and, and then his employer is like his family and they screw. If there's one thing, okay. If there's, okay. Here's what I don't understand about the whole Montreal screw job. It's very, is this. What? Why? If, okay. So Alondra Blaze took her title. And she went on nitro and threw it in a garbage can.
1: That's correct.
0: And Vince McMahon did not want Bret Hart doing such a thing. Now that's also correct. Why would think like why why would he even question Bret's loyalty when Bret I know, yeah I know Bret turned down three million a year to stay with the WWE for a fraction <laughs> of for. For, for a couple hundred thousand a year like yep. he turned down nine million dollars yeah. f- for for yeah. for like four million dollars over 20 years are you fucking kidding me what yeah, if that does not say loyalty how could you be any more loyal yeah, yeah. he's like I don't want your money. I just want to stay, but I, you know, there are always rumors that Vince was banging Shawn Michaels. I don't know if that's true, but it is his boy toy. He does have the rights to it. He's such a sexy boy.
1: Sexy
0: boy. (laughs) He's not your boy toy.
1: Boy toy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um. But, but uh, you know and the whole thing is like, and I love that through everything was all said and done, um, Bret Hart's like I wouldn't change a thing, and I was like, mm, I'd not have your brother drop from the ceiling, um, you know like I would really I would rather have Owen Hart alive, and yeah. uh, and again I don't understand how. That Like, even when I was watching it, when I, I watched it again recently over the edge and I'm like, how, how were they able to progress and move forward with the evening? Did anybody not like, that's a potential crime scene. We don't know what yeah. happened. <laughs> Somebody could have pushed him. We don't know what I, happened. Yeah. Where, where Honestly, were the cops? Why? Did every we- time
1: it comes up, it upsets me so much. When I saw this in the document like in this documentary I was just like oh man my heart I can't take it bro like, Owen Hart was amazing he was amazing and whenever I hear this story and see it I'm just like this guy's life was ended for a gag like to so that they, so that they could make fun of Sting in WCW like get fucked, man! Like the like,
0: <laughs> come on! How stupid is that? There is you know, no man. reason for him to even to do be. That and in then, the if, and then, if you, I don't know if you've ever heard the whole story behind uh, the Blackheart character. Yeah, where I love. Was, I love
1: that gimmick. Where I Owen the Blackheart, gimmick. Owen
0: was coming into the ring, attacking Stone Cold every week, which is something Stone Cold used to do, and he yeah. was getting over. He was getting oh. over, and uh, he was supposed to go into an in-your-house against Shawn Michaels, and he was supposed to win. He was supposed to win one, two, three. And yeah. uh, I believe Hunter talked Shawn Michaels out of doing the job. There's no reason why he should. Because Vince wanted to take Owen, apparently, and put him right into the Bret Hart role that Bret was yeah. now that vacated. And make yeah. and make, but uh, but uh, you know Hunter and uh, Sean, they decided no, they don't want that. And uh, Owens' character just digressed. He fell out of the main event picture. Yeah. He uh, eventually would start tagging with Jeff Jarrett, which would be fantastic because they were so good together. Um, but then they would break that up, and uh, and they're like, okay, we're gonna put him in a mask again as the Blue Blazer and. Um, you know, that was fine for 86 when he came into the WWE because they didn't want everybody to know that Brett had a brother because they were building Brett. But, um, come on, yeah, it was man. awful. we're talking yeah. one of the best wrestlers in the world. You don't need to put a mask on him for a yeah. stupid joke and make him a joke character. He's so much that's better it. than like,
1: that. He had every, I think he had every tool in the bag, every club in the bag that Bret Hart had.
0: You know what I mean? He was just such a good fucking worker. I even think Except he was. I even think he was he a better paralyzed. wrestler. I think he was a better yeah. wrestler than Brett. There was he, there were so many 100%. moves he could. could There's do. only
1: the one instance of him paralyzing another
0: huge commodity
1: temporarily. You know what I mean? That was the that was the, that was the thing that kept him, I think, out of that spot. Yeah, was dropping Vince's fucking Golden Boy straight on his Golden Dome. It doesn't I mean? even
0: make sense is why he would do a face-first pile driver, and then drop to his ass. That's not the way it works. If you nope. have the guy face first, you drop to your knees. Yeah. If you have him the other way, you drop to your ass. That's the, yeah. this, Why would he drop to his ass on a face-first pile driver? I don't understand that, Owen. Why? But that
1: was the thing. I
0: don't know. I, I was Owen Hart. I was a huge fan of Owen Hart. Love him. When
1: he was wrestling with Coco Beware, when he was wrestling with Jim Neidhart. High energy. When he was wrestling with whoever. I loved him. I loved him. Owen Hart. I remember he was part of the first tag team. Maybe the second. It was the Rockers and High Energy. that were my two. F- I named my first pet. After oh shit I'm giving away a goddamn password prompt on the computer, <laughs> but after Coco Beware man like it was I didn't name him Frankie, like I named um, I named I had a parakeet and I named it Coco Beware, uh yeah man the huge part of my life Owen Hart and when like whenever I see this dog in any documentary man it it reduces me to a child I just start like weeping openly, I'm just like this is awful what a good man you know, oh, it was horrible.
0: I- Another thing about the Brett documentary was, Brett said that he, he was on a flight to L.A. Um, yeah. when it happened, and he yeah, said he checked. He said he checked a, uh, He said he checked a message on his phone, and he found out that way. Uh, yeah. I had always heard a different story. Um, yeah. I knew he was on a plane to L.A. because I met him that afternoon in Ottawa. Uh, then he the hockey game ended his team lost and he had to go to LA to be on the tonight show on Monday night. So he was on the plane to LA and I had heard that. And I think somebody told this, I think he's, he told this story like this before where he said the stewardess came up to him and said, the pilots want to speak to you in the cockpit. So they, cause basically um, they knew Bret Hart was on the flight and somebody at uh, the uh, at the flight office saw that Bret Hart was on the flight, knew about Owen, they contacted the pilots, and they told the pilots that Owen Hart died and, and how he died. So the pilots uh, called, got the stewardess to bring Bret up to the pilot, he went in the cockpit, and the pilots told him in the cockpit that Owen Hart had died. And that's how I heard first, and I'm like, that's a crazy story, because... Especially now, yeah. because you can't even go into a cockpit. You know, it's like yeah. the pilots would like. What pilot would do that today? It would you know, it was yeah. like. So I I don't know what the st- why the story has changed, but um, Brett usually sticks to the same story over and over. Uh, yeah. His stories very rarely change, and uh, it, it's great. Um, they didn't mm. touch on Davy Boy's. Uh, hangover or the shape of Davy no. boy in some heart's Nightheart.
1: proclivities to certain drugs either no but it was more of a I think it was more of a Bret Hart documentary
0: yeah I think so too and yeah. he talked about his his uh, his vices and his you know he said I could have been a better husband you know it just it shows to you it shows you that he's a good man if his wife is his first wife, the one who he went through everything with, if, if she's willing to come on and talk about him in the documentary, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's very cool. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Bruce Hart was not in there. No. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, as a family that big, you can have enemies. And, yeah. uh, and, and in that family there are so, yep. you know, uh, but very, so well, so well done. It's funny that in the ultimate warrior documentary, they asked Vince like, he looked at you as a father figure. Did you ever look at him, uh, like, as a son? And Vince was like, no. No, no I'm he's Shane. A, he's an attraction. I have my son, Shane. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was it. And then yeah. in this one, you have Vince actually say, well, Brett was like a son to me. We had a, yeah. He had a father figure, a uh, fiction yeah. for me. And it's like, yeah, because you bought his father's business. And his dad sold his son with it, you know. Like, yeah. I've yeah. got, I've got ten of these. Take this one, you take know? this one, and, and take, then this one. Yeah, and take all, all my, all my daughter's boyfriends. There yeah. we go. Take them, get them out of here, Vince. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last yeah. time you get in there, Anvil. No, it's no, it's not. He's gonna be. They're married, Stu. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. I love the oh, story. I'll
1: tell you what I can do <laughs> in
0: the dungeon. <laughs> Yeah, wake me up at four in the morning. <laughs> I'll stretch a Chippendale out. <laughs> I love that. Was funny that <laughs> Chippendale wants to wrestle. I also yeah. uh, loved. Uh, I loved that story about how Brett's like. I thought everybody had bears under their patios, and like, like think about uh, a bear uh, licking your feet. Just think about bit. that. Just stop and it like, just bit, just bit into your foot. Yes. At any time. Y- yes. You like like it's a fucking bear and it's licking your feet, which Just is imagine the next... there
1: aren't a bunch of one-footed hearts running around. <laughs>
0: it's
1: crazy. Like that heart House must have been nuts.
0: I you heard know, the mean, I it heard must
1: have been nuts.
0: Yeah, yeah. I heard the bear at Zach Gowan's house ate every foot that you tried to lick. A... <laughs> that's it's the only one-legged wrestler I can think of off the top of my head. He killed
1: it. I like it.
0: Um... <laughs> the uh yeah so a plus to AEW i mean A and W for doing um such a great job on the Brett documentary it was just uh fantastic i'm glad that he's happy uh i'm glad the black heart gimmick is going to be given to his wife um cuz she's african american so she's now the black heart that was uh Oh, we'll cut that. We, we'll just cut that joke out. A- Producer! <laughs> cut it. Cut it. Vince, Vince Neal!
1: Let's put
0: in some Vince Neal. Ah! Ah! Baby! He, now Vince, we're back. We're back. <laughs> Vince Neal. Vince Neal uh, said that he's done. He, he was yeah. doing a concert, sure. and he, halfway through the concert, he just said, I no longer have a voice, which is hard to say when you can no longer yeah, have, a and, I uh, don't have a voice. And have voice. And he stopped right in the middle of, uh, I do believe it was Dr. Feelgood. Or maybe it was Girls, Girls, Girls. Anyways. Girls, girls, girls. But but now everybody's all worried. But he's got a year to get in shape before he's got to do this big tour. So it's delayed Uh another year. So that's, uh, you know. And besides, Def Leppard should be headlining that fucking tour anyways. Because Def Leppard, they're way bigger than Maltly Crew. Like like a world like I like Molly Crew have, have the notoriety and yeah they kind of were like you know the guys that fucking carried the flag for heavy metal in the eighties but mm-hmm. um, but let's be honest the Def Leppard Hysteria is the highest grossing hair metal album of all time or and uh, they wanted to make a thriller for Def Leppard uh, called Hysteria. They did it. It succeeded. The Hysteria and Pyromania, perfect albums. Perfect albums. The mm-hmm. fact that Hysteria and Guns N' Roses um, came out, uh, Guns N' Roses, the first album, Appetite for Destruction, came out in the same year is crazy because those are two of the greatest hair metal albums of all time. You want to hear a hot take? Yeah. I hate Guns N' Roses. How do you hate Guns N' Roses?
1: I don't like Axl Rose. Every time I hear him sing... I want to hit him in the face with an ungimmick guitar <laughs> with an
0: ungimmick guitar. Are you serious? what about what about yeah. what about uh, you could be mine?
1: Uh, you could be somebody else singing the song, and I'd like it a lot more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what about what about I'm just trying to think of like where he where he does like where he's not axel Um yeah, those ones are better than when he is Axl Rosie, but even
1: then, Give me anybody else other than Axl Rose. Like, there's, there's three singers in rock music that I fucking hate. Axl Rose. Uh, fucking what's his name there? Corg. Uh, fucking uh, Billy Corrigan there. Billy uh, Corgan.
0: Ugh. 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 But do you Getty like the way? Lee. wait, But do you like the way Getty he's? Getty Lee. Do you? I knew Getty Lee was going to. Getty Lee's always in there.
1: Line all three of them up in a row okay, and let okay. me hit them with three guitars. One I, of that Cabo 25th anniversary edition guitar behind you. That is not a right gimmick. Right in the teeth, baby.
0: Now, no. Now, first of all, I will. I will have to say, um, <laughs> this is not the first Rush argument I've gotten in this week. Uh, I told okay. some. I called okay, somebody. Good. I called somebody a fucking imbecile because <laughs> they they told me that Rush is the most most uh, overrated band in Canadian history. And uh, no,
1: Rush is a band. is great. It's just Geddy Lee's voice to yeah. me is like uh, well, just the worst thing on the planet.
0: <laughs> and well, they said to me. They said to me because um, I think the most overrated band in Canadian history. It, and this is a hot take I think is the tragically hip um I know Ooh, people wow. people love that but like yeah. somebody said to so they came back with me they said rush is the most overrated band and I was like you're a fucking imbecile I was like google is your friend you can google I'm like I'm like just google the numbers I was like the tragically hip have had over um uh, maybe in their career t- maybe just under 10 million album sales rush has over 40 million fucking album sales rush is worldwide the tragically hip is a novelty act from canada that never made it your damn that, mouth, that, that never Norman. that never made it in the states because the states already had r.e.m so why do they need the hip there's,
1: Tragically Hip is way better than R.E.M.
0: I agree with that. Um, but I will say, I have a theory that, and I'm sorry this is off the wrestling take, we'll get back to wrestling in a second, but I have a theory that my theory is mm-hmm. a lot of Canadian bands that should make it in the States don't make it in the States because there's already a band there similar to them filling the void sass jordan
1: yeah, they can't get their edison visas <laughs> yeah and they
0: can't get their fucking visas either like canadian acts yeah sass jordan is phenomenal she almost went on to be the first woman lead singer for van halen but she was never known in the states because melissa Etheridge started around the same time that she did so we already have a girl with a raspy voice why do we need another one you know so she could not barney bentall Great fucking artist. Never made it in America. Because they have already have their John Cougar. Uh, Doug and the Slugs. Gay Canadian, Canadian act with horns and saxophones and, and drums and guitars. Uh, they don't make it in the States. Because Huey Lewis and the News are already doing it. Uh, there, so there are so many examples. There's not that many great hair metal bands from Canada. But there are. The- a Helix. And uh Killer Dwarfs? But they never made it. Like, but then there are bands that do make it and you're like, well, how does Rush make it? Well, who the fuck sounds like Rush? No one. So, you know? Uh or how does how does um you know how does Alanis Morissette make it? Well, who sounded like Alanis when she made it? No one. You know what I mean? Like so the ones that do make it make it because they our Lady Peace made it because nobody sounded like Our Lady Peace until after them.
1: False. The Sesame Street had been on the air for decades. <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs>
1: Rain Maida sounds just like a Muppet.
0: Rain Maida is one of those voices where I'm like, okay, there's like, there's different sounds. There's Alanis. There's there's Alanis. Alanis Morissette, Rain Maida, and an alarm clock. Hi. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> that's the difference of volumes. <laughs> so I didn't hear a difference. That's it's a like, it's, it's <laughs> hi, hi. <laughs> Those are the difference. That's the three different. That's Alanis, Rain, and Alarm.
1: Oh, see, like uh, to me, it just sounded like the last one the whole time yeah <laughs> Cause that's how annoying I find both of their voices,
0: so anyways, that's my music uh, theories, and, uh, I, and I stand behind it da, da, da. and that was talking uh, Talkin music.
1: music and people that annoy <laughs> recent music
0: <laughs> um so so the good thing is is after the Islanders game on Monday night, uh, I slept in raw, and I didn't see all of raw, but I saw two segments, and one of my been my best segment I've seen in raw all year. And then the other thing after was the worst thing I've ever seen in Raw, maybe of all time. Um,
1: um, this was an uh, episode of Raw. I, uh, I I succinctly labeled it, um, uh, I gave it two dog shits out of two. <laughs> like, it's it a killer, it's a killer, shitty episode. Two full dog shits out of two. You know, wow, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I had to watch.
0: Like, but I did. For you guys, the listeners. The, um... I, I will just say that I love that they're running with... With, um... With RK bro. I love that they're going with it. I love the story yeah. angle. I love that Randy Orton is now becoming... Uh, like, either a big brother... Or maybe a parent... To, uh... To Matt Riddle. So and Matt Or Riddle. just to Riddle. And, uh... I love how excited Riddle is that they they got t-shirts made and he wears two because Randy doesn't wear one and yeah. I love that they, he gives him like, the key to open up his mouth and then he takes the key back and they tell you like it's it's so fucking great and it's so funny like how can you do something so right and so good and follow it up with the next segment with Shayna Brazler arguing with a puppet like are you fucking kidding me like You know, it's like you did zombies. What was Chucky? Was Chucky's pal next? Bride of Chucky 2 or 3? You know? My favorite thing about this was,
1: my favorite thing is this.
0: We had a legit,
1: really great character in The Fiend and what The Fiend was doing with uh, the Bray Wyatt, uh, the Firefly Funhouse segments. And this was genuinely really, really good. And then they ruined that character so fast. And then they gave us this weird Alexa Bliss uh, how shit now where she's like Papa Shango level. It's like if Papa Shango and Undertaker fucked, she got their combined powers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and now there's a doll. And now legit one of the meanest women in the women's division is running around scared
0: of a doll. Yeah. This is what we're watching. Yeah, it's it, it so stupid. And the doll has powers. It can make the... The fucking uh, Thunderdome fall apart. Like it's yeah, the, she's man. she's running backstage and is and it's like Armageddon. Everything's falling all over Shayna Brazler. and it was like this was the most fearsome, fearless, feared girl in the division, and and, yeah. and now they're ruining her. For why? Why? For and they're they're ruining Alexa, Alexa Bliss, but they are doing good things. Uh, everything that they're finally doing with Nikki Cross, which will probably go away in a week and, and never talk about it again, uh, is happening. I Nick- don't know
1: if that's even good though. That's just like it's good she's on TV, but the story is like, "Okay, let's see how shit you are." You know, it's like you're so shit I can beat you in two minutes. You know, I like I don't like those kind of stories that automatically position a talent at like, like they've essentially like you're such a jobber I can squash you. Oh, you, I couldn't squash you, but we'll
0: stop the match anyway after two minutes for some reason. It's a weird thing
1: that's kind of weird to me.
0: But well, yeah. it's people. really weird too because, like you know, in in, in NXT she was so good, and Oscar, yes. Oscar, and Nikki Cross in NXT did a ladder match, and it's the best one of the best. It's in my top five favorite ladder matches of all time. It doesn't matter who's in the ladder match. This one is Nikki Cross and Oscar. And it's fantastic, and you should check it out. And this is an example of, you know. So I get, I like to see Oscar and Nikki Cross together. Uh, I, you know, I like that. It's just that, uh, you know, it's just I, I just, I want Nikki Cross more. I want them to do more with her because she's such a good talent. You just let go of Ruby Riot. Like, come on, man. Like, use the talent that you have. And, uh, and, and and like, and talking about even, I watched, um, uh, I listened to or watched role models with Renee Paquette and, uh, she had Alistair Black on this week and, uh, he's cool. He's chill, but it was just a lot of unfulfilled promises and Vince McMahon saying Mm -hmm. that he wanted him and he wanted him for this and this and this, and they were going to do this and this and this, and they spent all the money and they just kind of, I guess he just, Vince could be hot on you one minute, and then the next minute, just not have wanting to have anything to do with you. And uh, they kind of led Alistair a certain direction, and then just fucking dropped him. Well, at the drop of an yeah, that's
1: crazy to me. The, the, and that we talked about this last week. How much that shocked me about Alistair Black.
0: Well, he's but now getting- they're talking about
1: some people are like we're bring it. We want to bring him back, and it's like no dummies, you don't do this now.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. So it's going to be nice that they, you know, all these all these people, they all have uh, their time off, uh, and and eventually it's going to be interesting over the summer to see where these individuals pop up because Mm -hmm. you never know, you could be Nick Gage just happy wrestling a match in GCW, and all of a sudden this this guy in a hood comes out. And Start slithering uh, around
1: doing the zombie walk,
0: and then fucking just nails you and reveals himself to be the guy that you're calling out on Twitter, and uh, and yeah. they worked us on Twitter, and they worked us, and now uh, Matt uh, Zach Ryder or Matt Caradonna, he uh, it looks like he's going to be going. Uh, I don't know. He's going to be going. Like I guess Luke Gage. Uh, I mean uh, Nick Gage and uh he's a hugger, but he's also a mugger. He'll hug you and mug you you know uh, he's a felon and a fella, so he's uh he's a bit of both but um you know this is something that when are they gonna do this? They might do this during um Chicago weekend in uh mm. for all out so mm, that'd be great who eh? knows I wish i'm You know, I just, the border, they're going to open those borders up and, uh, oh boy. You know, we can go to sporting events, we can go to wrestling, comics. We're going to do some
1: live shows from location, baby.
0: We could do live shows from location. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Mm. So, Mm. and not only that, indie wrestling is going to be coming back. And once indie wrestling comes back, then we start going to the wrestling and we're You know, we talk about what we saw, you know, like there's so many great matches and uh, Toronto's got such a great indie wrestling scene with so many great wrestlers. Like even the wrestlers that are gone, obviously we're not going to see, we're not going to see the butcher anymore. We're not going to see the blade anymore. We're not going to see Allie anymore. We're not going to see, um, you know, (laughs) we're not. There's a lot of wrestlers that are Evil Uno or or Stu Grayson. We're gonna miss those guys. You know, uh, but they're still uh, no, I think they'll still come up and work though. Oh, I think so too. Like
1: other yeah, they're like like uh Joey Janela's out working indie dates all the time.
0: You yeah. Know?
1: like I, I keep seeing that stuff, so
0: So it's just exciting. I think it's gonna be great. And I think yeah. well, they're gonna bring AEW to Canada for sure. There's no doubt about it. Once the border opens up, it's just a matter of time. Oh yeah,
1: so. oh yeah! I want tickets to the first AEW. I, I I'm buying tickets.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! And not only that, we'll try to get like uh, press passes into the uh, AEW. Always do those press press things where they have the all the press there. We'll do, do we'll it. do we'll try to get in. Do that? Why not? Should yeah, we'll do. I'm it? Gonna do it. We'll do a scrum. Do
1: a scrum? Excuse me, Mister Rhodes. Mr. Rhodes, did anybody try to talk you out of getting that horrendous neck tattoo?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. I, I was like, I would be like, I, yes, everyone, everyone did. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. You know. Don't do it, Cody. It's like, no, it I'm pre- so
1: excited. Did you watch Dynamite this week?
0: Well, Dynamite, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. Um, I, first of all. I love, um, I love, uh, Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me. Yeah. Kills me. It gets over all the time. So great. <laughs>
1: Excuse yeah, me. Cool.
0: And I, yeah. I think she's hot. And, uh, I like, and I've always liked Vicky Guerrero. And now she's bringing in, uh, Charlotte, uh, Flair's boyfriend, Andrea. And, uh. Andrade. Andrade. Delidoro. Andrea. El El Loco. Uh, he and look at. He looks like a million bucks. He looked great. Yeah, dude, he's he looks like he looks like he uh, he went to his father in law and said, uh, "Can you give me a few a uh, few tips in style?" And uh, nature boy was like, "Woo yeah!" You know, and showed him how to put on a suit because uh, he looked fantastic. The uh, first match was uh, the first match with the Bucks and uh, Pentagon and uh, Pac. Was that it? Yeah. yeah that was yeah. crazy. That was, a, that was a crazy good match. Um, yeah. I love the Bucks' heels. I've said it before. I, they're the best at being heels. They're really good at it. Um, yeah, yeah. Dynamite was great. Dynamite's always consistently good. Like the, Even the stuff that I don't like during Dynamite, it's fine. But, you know, like... It the, the stuff that you do like is way better, and it's only a two-hour show too, which feels good. Exactly. Exactly. Like three hours is too long, like way too long. But however, the Dynamite pay-per-view, you know, like holy jeepers, that was like almost four hours. But but uh, I love
1: that though. I loved. I was in heaven, baby.
0: It was like long. A good pay-per-view because they don't yeah. do a pay-per-view every month.
1: You know, if you're doing a no. pay-per-view every month. I don't need a four hour pay-per-view every month, but if you're doing a pay-per-view once every four months or three months, Hey, I don't mind. I don't mind. Go crazy.
0: Yeah. Okay. I see. I do agree with that. I do agree yeah. with that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's going to be cute. It's going to be, it's going to be cure. I'm curious to see the fallout and where, who, who ends up where and who's going to end up in MLW yeah. and who's going to end up in ring of honor and who's going to Japan and, and uh, and who's going to end up in AEW? That's what I, I'm curious. Well, there about. was.
1: Did you hear um, uh, what Braun Strowman is apparently looking for for bookings right now?
0: A million dollars a show. What is so, it? No,
1: well, no, not that much. He, he's looking for five figures of booking. He's not going to so get he wants it. at at least ten k per appearance.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. He's oblivious to how it works on the indies. There's no way yeah, you exactly. can pull in. You can pull in that on the gate. You can't do that. He's got to realize that, like, dude, your money is gonna be made on your merch sales, and and your meet and greet. So, <laughs> you know, you got to realize that that, that nobody's gonna pay you except for your fans. So fuck that exactly. shit. You know, I I like I work with so many wrestlers that have done that do that are retired that do spoken word performances now. And like, yeah. I, you know, I work with Ted DiBiase. I work with <laughs> like, like Ted DiBiase. And guess what? He is a million dollar man. He's legitimately made a million dollars in his career. He's kept it. He's rich, but he still goes out on the road and tells stories. And he's not yeah. getting ten thousand fucking dollars in appearance. You know, yeah. like he's he's making a fraction of that. And not only that, then he's cleaning up. On all of his fucking merchandise, on like, you know, on, on his meet and greets and signings, it's uh, you know, you get the yeah. meet and greet free with the price of admission, but for you know, like, you get one signature and one picture, so that's very very nice. And then anything you want to get signed, I You know, you watch these people come in with these uh, little Japanese pop men. The the few fu- is a uh-huh. fungal fungal. The little, you know, the yeah, ones, the, the fun pops. Yeah, yeah the yeah, fun yeah. pops. We watched the guy come in with twelve Ted D B Aussies, and he wanted them all signed. So for like you know twenty bucks a piece, but the, but this guy's just going to turn around on eBay and fucking sell them. So yep. you're like, yeah, these for these because what you're doing forty dollars piece. You set your own price. Yeah. So the guy's exactly. like, okay, whatever. You know. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but fuck Ron, fuck Braun Strowman. If he, you know what, like the Indies, Ooh. fuck him. You know, like he, he should go to Japan and fuck get him. stretched. It worked. Yeah, go to Japan for a little bit. I
1: think his his career would be benefit from it.
0: I think it could benefit from it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So uh, I think he, get Buddy Murphy in AEW. Dang it,
1: get him in AEW. I want to see him kicking chumps heads off.
0: Eddie Murphy? No, Buddy Murphy. Charlie Murphy buddy oh. murphy eddie murphy oh, has buddy been murphy. he has been named buddy in a movie before i do think he has been uh eddie murphy oh,
1: yeah or he was called at the very least
0: yes um but yeah buddy murphy yeah yeah uh you know anyway you can go anywhere it's great Alster black we want you somewhere uh, soon although you're gonna have to yes, change your please. name but uh you know but it's okay just keep kicking people in the face that's the best. His spinning kick, like the way he just spin, grabs your arm, does that arm thing, does that spin kick to the back. Oh, fucking great. See, so, like I saw,
1: I think it was one of his squash matches, and he knocked the guy down with like a hard clothesline. And then he walked over to him, and he kind of lifted him up with his foot. But yes, yes. Like, yeah, he put his foot under his chin and just stood him up with his foot. And then gave him the black mask, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that was that was cold. That was cold." Yeah,
0: that that is like it. discipline. That's like uh, I wonder if RVD could do that. I well, I bet if he couldn't, I bet he could do within three tries. Like, oh, 100%. yeah,
1: hundred percent.
0: So is a martial arts. Lance Storm
1: would do the shit out of that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If he could be serious yeah. for a minute, when you said you're Canadian nationalist. <laughs> I thought you were yeah, going all exactly. Lance Storm. Well, know? I just
1: watched. I, I watched this thing on Lance Storm's WCW career. Yeah, uh, and I'm, so, I'm super. I was a super huge Lance Storm fan, and like, I loved it when he won the U.S. belt. He Canadian had a belt. Graphic, a sticker made, and he covered the U.S. heavyweight title. He made, this is a Canadian heavyweight title, yeah, I loved it. I love it. Yeah, know like, <laughs> It's time for like the Canadians to stand up, baby. Show the world what we got.
0: You know, be a good Canadian boy. <laughs> Holy guys, Don Cherry. I like that blood heart. He's not afraid to go to the corners. Be a good Canadian
1: boy hockey.
0: I love him. People in in you know, Canada, not all of them love Don Cherry. A lot of them. Don Cherry was a Canadian f- hero in uh, in in the '90s, <laughs> but uh, since then, a lot of the things he says are just old and racist. And uh, oh my God. Yeah, he, he, I, yeah, he does not like foreigners um, or yeah. or the band Foreigner for that matter. Jukebox heroes. I'll tell or- you why. Because yeah. they're not good Canadian boys. <laughs> <laughs> they're afraid to go in the corners and get dirty with their albums. He's like, "What? Brilliant Europeans, come over here and play at our hockey league." <laughs> now I'm exce- like European you old know, Don, <laughs> almost seven feet tall, and AJ Styles, tag champs, going up against RKO and Matt Riddle, and Matt Riddle I was just like because Matt Riddle now to me is just a little kid, and and I can see him just looking up at the like. Almost, and just like, oh my god! Like, look at the size of that guy. Because Matt Riddle's kind of yeah. tiny compared to Randy Orton. Yeah, I thought, man, like you always, yeah, smaller. You realize, oh my god, Randy Orton is fucking huge. You don't realize that until you yeah, see. Yeah, how him.
1: tall is he? He's like six six. I guess
0: so. He's got to be. Yeah,
1: because like Matt Riddle's uh, Matt Riddle, I think is like six foot or six one. Yeah, six he's two. not a
0: small guy. He's six three. No. <laughs> No. Yeah, uh,
1: man. But honestly, I like I like this program that they're working. I love the Tag Champs right now. And if anybody could take the belt from them, it's not going to be the Viking Raiders. I'll tell you that much. Uh, so I have no idea why they went and won the friggin' tag battle royal. Why was Grand medal like? Why was Eek in there by himself? Like, <laughs> makes no sense. It's a tag battle royal. Just find another fucking tag team to put in there. You know? like yeah. it was So stupid. It was the, so dumb. Well, and we then fired them Riddle all. And or- get eliminated and i'm just like what is happening and then viking raiders win the fucking thing
0: yeah what what you know well it's better than what they got over on smackdown they got uh i don't know you got the
1: usos over on smackdown well you got the usos
0: but but you also got uh uh what's the fucking chad gable now is uh is is mentoring with tucker not Tucker's gone. It's uh, Otis. Oh, the other one, Otis. Otis. Yeah. So it's just like, why? Anyways, I don't know. The the yeah. big question with WWE, why? Uh, Are they for sale? Why? <laughs> they don't need. They don't need WWE. Yeah. They just they just changed the name to them, just one letter. Why? The W H <laughs> W W Y. The W H Y. So. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Um, Dynamite tonight should be good. Uh, yeah. Now that uh, you guys are listening to this right now, it should be good. I don't know the main event, but Dynamite is always good. Um, I'm always into it. I um, I'm very excited. Uh, actually, I don't like this guy that's managing. Um, uh, hold on. They made her out to be like the band Yes, they made, yes. Her her name, I get her name mixed up with Leonardo's character from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who is Jake Cahill. Uh, This is Jade Cahill. So anyway. Cargill. Cargill. That's it. Just Jade. Can we just, she's big enough. She's big enough where she could just have one name. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the. Who is it? That was MJF's lawyer, right?
0: Yeah, and I don't like that guy. Uh, I will say... He's going to get crunched. I will say there's a series coming out on Vice about China. Yeah. And I'm excited for that. I just hope... I hope it's done well. It's going to be sad, but I I know there are going to be sad moments. But, like, I hope it's... uh, you know, even I think when she passed, she was on the upswing of her life, getting her life back together, and uh, yeah, hopefully this I shows that. I don't know what's gonna what it's gonna be, yeah. but um, you know, I I really love China. I respect her. I don't even watch her pornos. That's how much I love her. I don't. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I've seen them, but I don't watch them. <laughs> I don't go back. I. Uh, not anymore.
1: I've did it a few times. But no, few no, years it's years. not like,
0: it's not like regular. No, no, because it's weird. It's weird.
1: Sunny he's he's all about the sunny days.
0: I, I have had sunny days, uh, and I have seen <laughs> the ones recently, and because like, I heard I heard that uh, what she said in an interview, Dolph Ziggler banged her, and uh, this this recently, like in the last few years. And so I was like, "Well, I want to see what the what, what the Dolph treatment looks like," and that's that's what you get. That's what you get. That's what he got, and that's what you get. You're not getting what Shawn Michaels got, no. And no. I like that Shawn Michaels did say that on the Brett bio. He said, "I was I was hanging out with the girl named Sunny, and she became Brett's friend. So I thought it'd be funny to make fun of it." And he goes, "Yeah, wrong idea." You know, like. They talk about the fucking yeah. hair-pulling fucking fight. And it's just, Brett like, I dragged him all over that room, and Sean's like, yeah, he pulled my hair right out of my head. <laughs> Watching them two collaborate on the story uh, yeah. it was was great. Um, you yeah. know, like, can you imagine, like, are you, you know, like, he goes home and his kids are like, are you are you and Sonny, you know, like, and the wife, and then, like, are you fucking kidding me, Sean? Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, that's... Yeah. Uh, mm, mm. I love that he um, he he said showed him this was Sean was being a dick, and uh, so all they show him is like uh, you know uh, just are uh, doing horrible things to the Canadian flag was <laughs> him like they're, yeah. they're like like he shows them taking the flag and they're putting the Canadian flag his up, nose up, with up it. his yeah. nose with it, which I made a, into a meme that said uh, Canadian COVID test. And uh, never went anywhere. Never, never took off. Uh, not a very popular meme, but um, <laughs> but that, I thought it was funny because uh, COVID tests—you stick things up your nose—and in Canada, you take the flag and stick it up your nose. I just, I just thought it was funny, and uh, the, yeah, the world didn't agree with me. So um, <laughs> I'll probably get me tooed twenty years from now for it, but you know. Some, but uh, For saying that Sean Michaels is a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> a fucking Canadian hater. Not a good Canadian boy. Um... He's not a good Canadian boy. <laughs> he has to
1: yell the entire time you're doing the impression.
0: Not a good boy. Be...
1: That's perfect. When you think you should be quiet, you get louder.
0: <laughs> He's a good
1: Canadian boy. It's like, whoa, <laughs> that's one word or What's going on? <laughs> uh... <laughs> he's my favorite. He's, my, he's one of my favorite, definitely, Canadian TV personalities just for, like, the material you can pull from
0: him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. <clears throat> Don Cherry could could work as a wrestling manager. If you did a good, uh, you came in oh, in those buddy, suits, yeah. and those, those, were, <laughs> those ridiculous suits, like, you would get over it cuz Don Cherry so, worked dude. a Gimmick for fucking 30 years, 40 years. High collars. Yeah. like like the, you know, the yelling, the the racism, the uh the the flower pattern <laughs> outfits. His dog blue, Dottie
1: in the Technicolor dream coat. Okay? Yeah. yeah.
0: He was the best. You did. He worked it. Oh, he worked man. it. He worked it. God bless him. He's still yeah. alive? Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah he's a good Canadian boy. Good, good, Canadian boy. <laughs> uh, good old grapes.
1: Bless you. Bless you, grapes.
0: Uh, Hopefully you're doing okay. Where, uh, where? His nickname can, was grapes. Who's who? Do you got coming on your? Who do you have coming on the uh, on the movie show this week, or or what is it this week? On
1: the movie show, on the movie show we released. Uh, we did Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas Ooh. to kick off our Vegas series. Yeah. yeah, so that's a lot of fun. That's uh, yeah, dropped yesterday. Uh, and and well, that was a fun episode. Also,
0: dropping in Vegas yesterday or this week, SummerSlam is going to be in the Raiders yeah. Den. I don't know if that's what yeah, they're calling it, that. but I'm not going to call it Elijah Allegiant Theater or whatever it is. I'm just going to call it the Raiders Den or the Dust. The Raiders Den. It looks like the Dust. Here at the Raiders Den. The yeah, Raiders perfect.
1: Den.
0: So. <laughs> Um, and then tonight,
1: later tonight, we've got uh, at the light, Late Night Sesh, uh, I've got Pat's Pet Show. We've got a, a pet expert, our our, our own uh, animal expert that we have that comes on the Late Night Sesh. Uh, and we have a weed expert named John Hirsch. So that should be fun. But the pet expert I always look forward to. He's let us name two animals so far. We named a turtle named Henry. We named him Henry the turtle. Uh, and we named uh, a lizard uh, Sam Neal. After of course the actor Sam Neill,
0: who oh, uh, started in
1: Jurassic Park, you know, so uh, it's a good time. Uh, he's gonna feed his snake. Oh, yeah, it's, it's extreme. We go, we get extreme.
0: If you <laughs> haven't seen that, uh, watch it tonight. I'm not gonna watch. Or do this. watch it Road Trip. Face. It's like that was the whole uh, uh, storyline in Road Trip. Was Tom Green got yeah. to feed the rats or got uh, to feed the snake? <laughs>
1: feed the snake feed the snake and he made such a big deal out of it
0: yeah he made such a big deal out of it that he fucked it up in the end uh folks (laughs) uh thank you for joining us again for another episode of talking wrestling slash uh talking rush slash talking music slash talking hockey slash talking canadian boys (laughs) slash talking wrestling hey thanks for joining us so and uh, thanks for letting us put a headlock on your ears Uh, For Never Sleeps uh, talking Wrestling, Uh, for Reese Turner, for myself, Casey Corbin, thank you uh, for letting us uh, brighten up your day or whatever you were doing. And uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk at you next week.